so who am I to tell you anything first things first? I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency. We help brands and businesses create visual content that helps them stand out. So that could be video, it could be animation, aerial work, photography, graphics, all sorts of different types of stuff. And a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not every brand, not every business necessarily had a lot of money to spend on their marketing. But as we know, with social media, it's all about consistency. So if you can't afford to have that content created for you consistently, what are you going to do? So what I did was I sat down and I came up with a process. I called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media. I turned it into a book. It went to number one on Amazon. It's still available now. You can download it with the link in the section below. And basically, it's a process that takes you through from everything that is marketing planning all the way through to actually creating a podcast and all the other stuff that goes on in between as well. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. So we're about to go into the weekend. Today's broadcast is called It's Friday. Um, so hopefully uh, you're gonna like dive in there and really enjoy the weekend. Hopefully you can have a great weekend ahead of you. I don't know, but wherever you're watching right now, please make sure that you let me know that you're watching. Stick a hello in the comments, whatever platform you're on, be it Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and also for the first time this morning, LinkedIn as well. So no, it's not this morning, is it? It's an afternoon. I'm so used to doing these in the morning, but daddy daycare is today and nap time is currently right now, which is why I'm kind of talking in hushed tones so that I don't wake up the beast. Um, anyway, so as always, those platforms are also open for you to ask any questions at all about social media, about video. I will do my best to answer as many of them as I possibly can do. I've had a few emails through already from people asking questions. So we're going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about the fact it is the weekend. We're coming up to the weekend right now, and this, for a lot of people, is a chance to just switch off. It's been a hell of a week, let's be honest. It's not been the greatest week for us in the UK or really anywhere else in the world. Um, and, there's, yeah, it's just not been brilliant, has it? But we're coming into the weekend. It's an opportunity to reset, maybe have a couple of days off, spend some time with family, potentially friends, if you can stay within your six-people bubble limit. Um, but we're not going to get all political about that. But what I'm trying to say is it's the weekend and it's your chance to switch off. But and this is a big but, but you've got to remember, if you are running your own brand, you are running your own business, social media doesn't switch off. Social media works 24-7, 365 days a year. It doesn't turn off at five o'clock tonight. When you switch off your computer and head off home, or you're at home and you just close your laptop down because you've been working from home, social media doesn't switch off. Social media stays switched on. And if you're not there to have a, an element of presence on a weekend, you're missing out on a huge opportunity. The reason for this being is that during the week, you have lots of people who have one of these in their back pocket, they go to work, but they're not allowed to use it. So they're either in a warehouse or they're in a, working in a shop or they're working in an office. But their boss probably wouldn't be overly keen if they sat there working out their scrolling thumb because they're there to work. They're not there to consume social media content, especially not your social media content. So the weekend is a huge opportunity for you to speak to new people, not just your normal audience, 
but also potentially new people as well. And if you've got an audience who actually care about what it is that you're putting out, they're likely to share your content as well, which means they're sharing your content with their people who might not necessarily also be on during the week, but might be on, on the weekend. Because remember, whatever they're sharing during the week, there's a huge potential chance that your content is just getting swallowed up and cannibalized within their friends' feeds. But if they're sharing on a weekend and that person is consuming content on a weekend, there's a chance they might get to see you. So if you are either B2B or B2C, your potential services that they might really, really need, but they've missed out on during the week, they might see them during the weekend. And this is a big reason why you need to be looking at posting on a weekend. Now, I'm not suggesting you live with this in your hand. I'm not suggesting you sit typing constantly on your, on your computer, but create some content for the weekend and either schedule it to go out or put it out and have some fun with it. You could have polls. You could have quizzes about the content that you put out during the week. You can do behind-the-scenes content if you are maybe doing an event at a market or something like that. There's somebody I was chatting to earlier on on Twitter. They're doing a big market local to them tomorrow. They're preparing everything today. So what they could do is do an Instagram story about the behind-the-scenes of preparing for the market and then the behind-the-scenes of the market and how it's going and what's happening and all that kind of stuff. People love that kind of behind-the-scenes voyeuristic approach to content. But just remember, a weekend is a great chance, a great opportunity for you to speak to new people. So, um, yeah, hopefully you are going to come out of this live broadcast and you're going to think, right, okay, the weekend's coming. What content am I going to create? And it doesn't have to be anything, like I say, hugely special. Just nice to have some content that's going out so people know that you care, people know that you exist, and people know that you're happy to talk to them. The other good thing about putting content out on a weekend as well is start thinking about customer service. This is a big thing that happened, what was it, about eight months ago when Prince Andrew was interviewed for the interview, the big interview we all know and we weren't going to. So he was interviewed and he mentioned Pizza Express. Now, the person who runs their Twitter account and their social media had turned off for the night. He got a phone call from his friend and said, you really, really need to turn on the business Twitter feed because obviously everybody was creating memes and images and tweeting about Pizza Express. And it comes to a point then when you have to start doing some either damage control or what have you like that. So what I'm saying is if you don't maybe have your notifications turned on during the week, maybe turn your notifications on on a weekend so that not only are you putting content out, you're talking to new people, but also you are ready should the shit hit the fan. Should anybody potentially tweet something that's derogatory about your business or on the other side of that, the flip side of the coin, Tweet something that's really good about your business, really happy with the products that you've done so that you can dive in there and say, thank you very much. Remember, social media is all about being social. It's about building that emotional connection between you and your audience. And you can't do that if they're sat there waiting for 48 hours for you to respond because you've decided, well, it's the weekend. I'm going to switch off. And in fact, it's longer than 48 hours because you switch off at five o'clock on Friday night and you don't switch back on again until Monday morning at nine o'clock. Well, that's a, basically three days, a massive chunk of time, where if somebody has sent a complaint tweet or a complaint message onto your Facebook business page and everybody who goes there is seeing that and you've not responded, that's three days of them boiling up and up and up, which could have been saved by you simply having your notifications turned on on your phone so that when that message came through, you could just quickly dive in and just go, really sorry to read this. 
I promise I'll be on the case on Monday and make sure that we resolve your issue. It's that simple. It'd take you five minutes to do that, but you've not got your notifications turned on. So you don't. That person boils up and boils up and boils up. They don't build a very good relationship with you because they're getting more and more angry. And the chances are they're going to start putting more and more derogatory messages across all social media platforms if they use them. So there's a couple of things for you to think about. Number one, start creating content on a weekend. There's a whole new audience out there for you to be chatting to. And number two, if you're going to start doing that, make sure you also turn on your notifications so that you can respond to people as well and uh, maybe have a chat with them when they put content out about you or your brand or your business on social media as well. Okay, as always, um, the platforms are open for your questions. If you want to say hello, please do so in the comments as well. Uh, Like I say, we're currently live on Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and a bunch of places, and also on LinkedIn. And in fact, uh, good afternoon to Sachin, who's um, joined us this afternoon, who's uh, watching and saying, I look smart. Thank you very much. Yeah. I thought, well, if I'm on a new platform, I should uh, make the effort. I can't move my computer, unfortunately. So there is a window behind me making me look exceptionally pink. But I thought, well, if I put on a nice jumper, then there you go. Um, But if you've got any questions today, stick them into the comments. I will do my best to answer them. Um, And we're going to go through the first couple of questions that I've already had through on email overnight and then come to any questions that you guys might have while you're watching right now. And it could be anything about social media, about video. It doesn't specifically have to be about weekend content. That's just what I wanted to chat to you about. Okay, so first question has come through from Carl, who's over in Texas. And he's saying, how often should I be posting on YouTube? I'm currently doing three videos a day. Okay, chill it out, Carl. Wow, three videos a day. That's... um, Overkill, shall we say. Um, Carl, you need to calm it down just a little bit. Most of the social media platforms, three, four pieces of content a day, there's a really huge potential chance that your content is just going to get swallowed up, cannibalized. That is also the same case on YouTube. However, for those people who have maybe a smaller subscription list and you're part of it, you're lucky to be part of it because they enjoy your content, posting three times a day probably means your content's not really going to get watched. There are people I know, and I've told them over and over again not to do this, but they create content on a regular basis on lots of other channels, and they're great at it. And then they take that content once a month, they download it all, and then just in one foul swoop, upload it all to YouTube. So my subscription feed and anybody else who follows them gets bombarded with six, seven lines of videos from that one particular person because they've just uploaded like 40, 50 videos out of nowhere, and then I lose everything else that I'm interested in. So the chances are, that as a friend of mine, I'm not going to, but most people will just go, well, screw that. I can't be bothered to go through all those videos and click on subscribe. So what I would suggest, Carl, is just bringing it back a step, going to one video a day and putting potentially even more effort into that one video a day, or just thinking about the content that you're putting out. Now, I don't know what content you're putting out. You haven't really given me a lot of information, but really just bring it back down to one video a day. Find a time that you're going to put it out at. Put that content out at the same time every single day. Give people a schedule to listen to, and that will possibly help your content get seen actually by more people 
strangely enough, even though you would think posting more often would allow you to be seen by more people, there's a chance that actually if you just stick to a schedule, put your content out on that schedule on a regular basis, and I don't mean just for a month or two months, I mean for a long time, but keep putting that content out um, and just one video a day, three is just overkill, a massive, massive overkill. Um, so yeah, quick and easy answer, but hopefully that's helped you out, Carl. Um, Samantha, who's over in Stoke-on-Trent, <coughs> she's been told by a bunch of people to get a video for her website. Is this right? Okay, I was chatting to somebody about this the other day on Facebook, and it's a bit six of one, half a dozen of the other. But um, what I would say is yes and no. <laughs> so um, yes, a video on your website is a great idea. It will, as a lot of video companies will tell you, help increase dwell times. It will help increase conversion rates, all those kind of great things. However, if you don't need the video on your website, your money is better spent elsewhere. And this is coming from a guy who runs a video marketing agency. So trust me when I say this. What you need to do is get an agency, a video creative agency, who's going to sit down with you and actually say, right, okay, let's have a look at the analytics for your website. Because if you are a B2C business and your website is already performing, if you are already making money, so for example, um, these guys, I got some free dice the other day when I was getting my hair cut, but they make loads of products. <clears throat> so if their website is already performing and they're selling their product really, really well on their website and they're getting like a 1,000 people hit their website and a 90% uh, conversion rate of that, so 900 people are actually buying products, they do not need a video on their website to help them to convert better. What they need is potentially 1,100 people come to their website so that they get 1,050 people converting as customers. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Sometimes it's not about converting more of your leads. If you've got a really low conversion rate, if they had a 1,000 people visiting and only three people were buying products, then there's something wrong with the website and their people are not staying there for a reason. That's when a website video will help because it will help tell the story, help people understand your products, all that kind of thing. But if you've got a really high conversion rate on your website, you don't need a video on your website to keep people there longer to convert them easier. What you need is video content and visual content elsewhere across your social media platforms that will draw people back to your website with good reason. So what you need is to sit down with somebody who truly understands like bounce rates and what's happening with your website's analytics and then taking those analytics information and creating content where it needs to be created. Yes, it might be a website. I am just saying right now, be 100% sure it definitely needs to be a website. Otherwise, you're going to sit there, get a video on your website, and get really pissed off that that video on your website isn't doing anything. I've seen it all before. I've seen it a lot of times. So don't let that happen to you. If you need a video for your website, that's fine. But make sure you speak to somebody who knows what they're talking about to definitely get the video for your website that you really need. Do you really need it? Is the, is the point I'm trying to make. Um, okay, let's have a quick look here. Um, hello to Chris Henley, who's just joined us on uh, LinkedIn. Thank you very much. Afternoon, by the way. Um, and he's asking the question, as LinkedIn Live is relatively new, how are you finding it? Any tips for newbies? Um, okay, first things first, this is my first LinkedIn Live, um, along with everything else that I'm on at the moment. Um, I only got LinkedIn Live this morning. It has been incredibly difficult to get it 
um, and to get the ability to go live on LinkedIn. And thank you very much, LinkedIn, for giving it to me. But it did take me, I think it was seven or eight attempts <laughs> to try and get LinkedIn live. And I've seen a lot of people get it before me who don't even use it. I mean, yeah, I, I go live three times a week. I'm, I'm going to be using it, but I've seen people get it, go live once, and never use it again. Um, so what I would suggest, Chris, is always have a structure to your videos. For me, I always make sure I come on and tell people who I am. I always make sure I have a subject matter to talk about. So if I don't get any questions coming in from people, I have something to talk about, even if it means the content will be short. At least then I've not just come on, explained who I am, and then gone, right, we'll just wait for some questions then, shall we? And twiddled my thumbs for 10 minutes. So I give myself a subject matter I'm going to talk about, and then I have a call to action at the end. My call to action is usually just have a good week, and uh, if you've got any questions, let me know and chuck them towards me. But you'll you'll see that in a minute. But, um, yeah, have a structure in place for your content, and that's kind of really what I would say. Just the most important thing for any live content is just to get started. Once you actually press live, don't sit there waiting for people to come and join you. Just go. Because remember, this piece of content is now going to be sat on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on Periscope in multiple different places and on YouTube. And people can sit and watch that as a replay. So if you're sat watching this as a replay right now, my video started the minute I press go. It did not start with me going, right, okay, uh, thanks for joining my live. We'll just uh, wait for a few people to join us. Talk amongst yourselves. Because that's just going to piss people off and they're just going to disappear. So if there's one big tip I could give, get started straight away when you're doing uh, any form of live. But as you're talking about LinkedIn live, yeah, give it, make, just make sure you get cracking straight away. Uh, hopefully that helps, Christopher. Fingers crossed it does. Uh, right, any other questions before I uh, disappear and uh, go and enjoy an hour's peace before the monster wakes up? If you've got a question, no matter where you're watching, just type it into the comments. It will come up on my screen, and uh, I'll be able to answer it. Oh, one other quick thing, Chris, and something a lot of people don't know about LinkedIn Live, you need to use a third-party piece of software. You cannot go live purely through LinkedIn. So it's not like Facebook. It's not like YouTube where you can just go into the app and then go live. You have to use a third-party software. So you need to go and find your third-party softwares and um, see which one you like the best. I use StreamYard. There is a link for that down below, which you can go and check out, take a look at it. There are lots of other ones out there as well. Um, and just, yeah, see which one suits you the best. I just, I really like this one. It's really simple to use, really intuitive and, and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, there you go. Anyway, no more questions have come through. Chris is there just saying all good points and seems like a very long process. It is, it's, it took, I, I started applying for LinkedIn Live when it was in its beta process. So that is a long time ago, 18 months ago, I think it is, something like that. Um, and I kept applying then, and then it kind of switched itself back off, and then I came back on again. Um, and so I started applying again during lockdown and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I've only just now, this very moment, got it. So yeah, it takes it takes a while. It just it does take some time, but just keep persevering. And also remember, they don't tell you if you haven't achieved the ability to go live. So if they say no, all they do is close the case. They don't actually send you an email to say, sorry, we've declined you this time. So you have to keep checking back, making sure that the case isn't closed. If the case is closed, 
open a new one, bang, same information again, away you go. Okay, right, I'm going to shoot off. I'm going to go and um, and sit down and take a 10-minute break. Um, but until Monday, when I will be live again, um, as always, thank you very much for watching. It does astound me that people come and watch this. We were obviously on a new platform today, so we've got new people joining us, new people to the community. Thank you very much uh, for chucking your questions in, all that kind of stuff. Um, if you are brand new and you aren't subscribed to me yet on any of the other platforms, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And if you're listening to the podcast, which is taken from this live, um, how about you also subscribe to that too and maybe even leave me a review to help the podcast get heard by more people. But anyway, until Monday, stay safe. Have a great weekend. Um, and like I say, it is weird time still. We still really don't know what the hell is going on, do we? So, um, yeah, I can't reiterate it more often. Just be safe and have a good one. Take care. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.